This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to this week in ITFC history. My name's David Diamond. I'll be here each and every week alongside Man of a Million Spreadsheets and author of Stats.com, the renegade Statman. We'll be looking back at the names, the games, the wins, the draws and the losses that occurred this week in ITFC history. Easy stat. Easy mate, how are you? I'm alright, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, all good with you? Yeah, good. Got over your birthday hangover of a couple of weeks ago. Just about. Still... I topped up a little bit. Topped up. You know, some relations came a little bit later, so it just gave an excuse to... Yeah. You've got a nice new cap this week. Is that a birthday present? Yeah, it might be, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Stat looks after me. Yeah, she, she likes kn- to keep my head warm. She knows, doesn't yeah. she? What was that? Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, yeah. But anyway, the, the, do I really need a hat to keep my head, head warm? It's the 25th of April to the 1st of May this Blazing week. Blazing sun. Blazing We're sun. We're into the 1st of May. But then the stat machine has been a kind of a bit funny by not picking a game from oh, no. from May. But I've seen that. I, I know you're, you're, I, I know what you're saving. Yeah, you, I you've mi- missed you. I can't. I can't force it in. So straight away, um, and I think it was last week we spoke about uh, Roy Keane uh, as the Ipswich manager when we played uh, Chris Hewton's Newcastle. We did. Um, but we're going to the season before that. Um, and we're going to the 25th of April 2009, mm-hmm. and it's Roy Keane's first game in charge of Ipswich. So before we get to that, do you want to talk about the buzz? Because there was a buzz. There was a buzz when Roy was appointed. I thought you meant in the headphone. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was. There was. I mean, I remember having a call from a, a, a text or something from an Irish-American friend of mine in in New York, and he said, oh, you know, um, just... Uh, um, just said uh, you just appointed Roy Keane. Oh, you'll be up next season then. Yeah, well, I think we all <laughs> and, thought that. And I thought, I think he might be right. Yeah, even <laughs> I remember. I just couldn't believe it. Absolutely stunned. But particularly, well, you know, he he was a big name. I think we got to know a little bit more about Marcus Evans that week because obviously we'd we'd just yep. beaten Norwich. Yeah. Um, Jim Magilton was allegedly sacked by by text whilst he was yeah. with his sick mother over in Northern Ireland. Simon Clegg was appointed somewhere in that, so I don't know whether he was the the tech sender. And then suddenly, we all kind of thought, forgot about the the, the brutal end to the the Magilton era. 
because suddenly Roy Keane's Ipswich was was on TV all of the time. We yep. were always on Sky. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Roy ramped the pressure up a little bit himself where in his first press conference, I think Garth Crook, Crook said something like, Roy, you've, you've been uh, you've been given a two-year contract. Does that mean that you're going to have to get Ipswich promoted within two years? And he went, I'd like to do it within one year. Well, we were yeah. Oh, and we were like, this is, what is, we are going to be buying some great players. And, um, one of the things that uh, I liked about this, and that on his first game, um, he brought in uh, Matt Richards, and Matt Richards hadn't played all that season. Mm. Um, I think he was out on loan at something, but he, he brought him in. Mm-hmm. But on the bench, our substitute goalie, Go Bartosz Bielkowski. No, yes, he way was yeah. in hell. Yeah, Jim. Seriously, Jim had already got him. I think on loan from West Ham or something. Really? Yeah, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. So check he check that one stat. So imagine that we had Richard Wright in goal with Wowzers. Bar on the bench. Wowza! That would be that would be a um, an epic battle now, wouldn't it? That if we were to do a Twitter poll, incredible. Um, so we went to Ninian Park. Mm-hmm. The ground, which was famous for uh, Cardiff for ninety nine years, yeah, and the and what I liked about the press coverage to kind of give you an idea what the Roy Keane era was like, um, they said that the Roy Keane Roadshow um, drove into Ninian Park, and it rivaled previous greats, Bob Marley, <laughs> Pope John Paul the <laughs> Second. Come on. And the Harlem Globetrotters. Unbelievable. I kid yes. you not. Don't think I've just plucked Bob no, Marley no, 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 the Pope. No. I mean, they it's were... probably be, I'm just trying to think, yeah, it's probably be somewhere sitting nicely uh, nicely among, uh, in the middle of all that lot, wouldn't it? Yeah, Roy Keane. But yeah. There you go. Um, so the team, he, his first team yeah. uh, was uh, Richard Wright and Goal. Yeah. AB, Alex Bruce. You yeah. have to help me with uh, Pim, yeah. Pim Balkestein. Uh, yeah, PB. Ivan Campo. Matt Richards, it was actually his first game for two years wow. for us. Um, Owen Garvin, yeah. David Norris, yeah. Jaime Peters, right, yeah. Um, Gio, yeah. Kevin Lisby, Christ, Gio. and oh. Peace, Pablo, Pablo yeah, Coango. We'd, we'd have that side now, wouldn't we? Oh, we would. Yeah, we'd I mean, take that. Well, I'd just take Gio. Just to let you know, honest. some of you people might have thought that I had incorrect, incorrectly pronounced um, Jaime Peters, but it actually is Jaime Peters because if you have stupid things in your own household, once we were watching uh, the football on five or on ITV, and one of the commentators called him Jaime Peters. So as it as it happens, he's always known as Jaime Peters in our house because he spelt his name J A I M E. That you'll be you'll be calling Gurain Gurain Endor Duran Duran. Next. So uh, Ross McCormack was playing for Cardiff. Dave Jones was in, in, in the dugout for, for Cardiff. He, he missed an early penalty. Um, and in the first, in, in the 34th minute, there was a strong run by Stead. Um, and it, Stead had a great game here. And he gets to the, uh, in front of the travelling fans and pulls it back. And, and Pablo, you know, he's six, six yards out. Yeah, he do not miss those. Sticks it in the back of the net. Uh, 51st minute, um, again, great work by Stead. Um, balls held up by Norris. And, um, oh no, 
Yeah, great work by Steady. Holds it up, and what you see him in in the penalty area is, is great. He, he just stands there. So he's a good player. Yeah, and he just rolls it to Norris, who oh. puts it in the back of the net. Norris but, is good as well. But before right that, one of the things I like was that there was some brief, previous. There was some great play just before that build up between Jamie Peters, Jaime Peters, and Geo. Those two mixing. I mean, it's just imagine them on display now. So that, that's two nil up, and then uh, in the ninetieth minute, uh, Campo takes a free kick. It's about thirty yards out, I think. Comes off the post. Uh, Stead's the, gets, the quickest to react gets, and just gets, taps it gets in. Gets the goal his performance deserved. It was game 46 and we were ninth with 63. It wasn't game 46. It was game 45 with uh, yeah, ninth and 63 points. Because we still have the commentary game yeah. to, to follow. But yeah, that was, a, that was a great start. So effectively then, so Magilton after 44 games... Magilton got a sack with 60 points in the bag. Yeah. Imagine that. And if if you go back and and, sigh. and, and, and look at it, of, of the managers that Marcus Evans has, has had, the one with the, the highest win ratio is Jim Magilton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people would argue that Jim had a lot more money don't given to him at the time. He than... did. I don't think Jim was shaxy enough, was he? No. No. And he's now at the IFA. He is. Um, last week we mentioned... Uh, 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 Bobby Ferguson, and we were obviously talking about Bobby Ferguson yeah. and, and Colin Harvey. Yeah. So the stat machine thought, well, what would be a great idea? And it has plucked out one of the greatest games of the 80s. Do you reckon I, that's an over-the-top? No, no. I, I, I honestly don't think it Honestly, don't think it was. Forget and, I mean, and, and just just little bits about this game, and I'm glad you included this, just so yeah. just it was, you know. He may have even been captain the week before. You know, you put Terry Butcher had scored for England midweek. Yeah. And given the player of the year, I mean, he was, Butcher was just absolutely a rock that season. He was immense, yeah. and he was immense in this game as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, now, Bobby Ferguson was in the home dugout, and Oxford were managed by Morris Evans. Right. Um, and they'd won the Milk Cup six days mm-hmm. earlier, beating QPR. <laughs> I love your little comment after that. Wang. Wang, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that stands out to me. That there, there are a few sponsors, but yeah, I always remember them with Wang on their yeah, on their like, shirt. We like a Wang. Yeah. A so sponsor. if you can imagine, they had they had Wang on the front of their shirt. <laughs> um, Butcher, as you as you quite rightly said, had been given the Player of the Year award before that. Now this was the first time that we'd met since um, we played them earlier in the season, November, with that infamous four three defeat when we were three nil up. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. John Hallworth in goal. Yeah, John, John Hallworth's yeah, debut, and, I think. Yeah, and John Aldridge with like a nine-minute hat-trick. Ridiculous. Um, and he was there again to uh, haunt us in the 30th minute. He he got the ball in, into yeah. the penalty area and he slotted it right at Paul Cooper. i tell you what, he's a good goal scorer for Liverpool. Oh. Uh, one our island, what, yeah. what a player. Absolutely fantastic. So we, we go in at half-time, uh, 1-0 down, and, you know, this is against our... Uh, Ultimately, our biggest relegation oh, this is, rival. This, this is a must-win game. Yeah. This is an absolute must-win game. So, um, in the second half, uh, Dizelle's pushed up front, and you know, when I watched this game again on on YouTube, and there's a, there's a good fifty minutes uh, highlights, and we just start pumping the ball up to Jason mm. Dizelle, yeah, and it really isn't isn't working. Um, but then, guess what? There's a great ball. Uh, there's a little touch by Dizelle, and he gives the ball to Mark Brennan. He holds the ball up in the middle of the park and he plays it out wide and, he, and the ball goes out to Tommy Parkin. I forgot Tommy Parkin was playing then. Yeah. And he crosses the ball um, 
and there's a a, a loop and header. Uh, Alan Judge drops it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he's under pressure from Kevin Wilson. But when I say under pressure, I think Kevin Wilson has just clattered into him, yeah. knocks him on there on the floor, and it goes back to Dizelle, who then fires it in through a crowded box. Um, 53 minutes, we're, we've equalised, and already when we've got that equaliser, fans are beginning to, to spill on the on, on the pitch, which was great. Two minutes later, Ian Atkins free, <clears throat> free kick in the centre circle. Butcher leaps up. It rebounds to McCall. McCall plays the ball back to Butcher. His shot's initially blocked, but then he rifles a volley in. Yeah. It's a fantastic volley. And yeah. if you listen to it on YouTube, Jerry Harrison... He, who I always thought was a, a, a Norwich City um, supporter, no, I never ever thought that yeah, about him. Um, shouts, and you can hear him going, yes, yeah. in the background. So we're, we've gone from 1-0 down to 2-1 up um, I must admit, in two I don't, minutes. I don't remember those goals coming so quickly, yeah. you know, in the space of two minutes. No. Um, then in the, the 62nd minute, uh, there's a corner. Um, oh, I remember this. Now, what happens before the corner is that uh, Terry Butcher has um, got a head, head injury. He's had one... Uh, a few minutes before, and it opens up again. So what happens is that we're right in front of the churchmans, and they take Butcher off. I mean, that wouldn't happen nowadays. The player would lay on the pitch. Yeah. They 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 walk him the two yards off the pitch. He's standing right by the side netting, whilst um, uh, Oxford take the corner. Um, there's a Cooper with a poor punch. <laughs> yeah, he's hammers in this. Yeah. It? Um, and Phillips, David Phillips, da- David Phillips. Yeah. yeah, score. So it's two two. Um, and basically, uh, the biggest cheer then is when Terry Butcher then right. comes out of the tunnel with a headband on. Yeah. So we, we're two-two. Uh, Michael Cole is a sub. He comes on for Tommy Parkin. Mm-hmm. Um, but Terry Butcher stays up front at this point, and we're starting to pump a few balls up to him and get a bit desperate. Yeah. In my mind, if you if you were lucky enough to go at the Bolton uh, semi-final second leg in in two thousand. Uh, with Tony Similar Mowbray, to yeah, Similar yeah, to that. yeah. Um, Mowbray so up front. we, uh, Jason Dazell wins, in my opinion, a, a soft, soft. Yeah, it sort kick. of backs in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. On, on the on the edge of the the penalty penalty area, it's it's an indirect free kick. Um, Brennan plays the ball to Atkins, and Atkins shoots. But when you look at it, it actually deflects off Kevin Wilson and goes to wide of, of Alan Judge. And at that point, I put place goes mental, pitch invasion everywhere. There were a few coppers, but basically, <laughs> coppers. Um, yeah, that's what I like. Few, few rosers. Rosers were the robbers, were they? Yeah, uh, no, rosers were coppers. Yeah, why were they rosers? I don't know. Right, okay. So there were a few uh, police officers on the, on the pitch, but basically, the what I don't like is when you watch a, you know, if you can have a pitch invasion, give me a proper pitch invasion. Yeah. None of this one stand where you've got like a dozen people run on it. I want to see a pitch invasion like this, all where it all forced, all forced sides. Yeah, people are going on. The final whistle is blown. We beat Oxford 3-2. We're celebrating because we're 17th with two games to, to go yeah. um, on 41 points. Oxford are 20th. And basically, we think job's done. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it ended up being our last ever home game yeah. in Division 1. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, before yeah. obviously when we went back, it was it was called the Premier League. We had two more games, didn't we? We lost at West Ham in controversial circumstances. Race, I think remember Jewett, uh, Mark Ward, yeah. he took a dive. I think remember over. I think Cleghorn, and then um, yeah, we lost the game at Sheffield Wednesday. I think Marwood scored late on last sort of 80th minute or something, and 
And that was when um, then uh, after us, I think, on the bank holiday Monday, didn't they? Oxford played Arsenal and Arsenal had a crap side out, to be yeah. fair, and beat them 3-0 and that was it. We were down. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the um, start of the week and we couldn't remember what season had the most 1-0 defeats in it? It was 1985-86. Oh, okay. Because it ended with the the, the Sheffield Wednesday one oh, yeah. yeah. nil, um, but I mean that that was a great game. I mean, yeah, a hell of a game. Lots of things that stand out in here, but one thing yeah. really makes me laugh in the in the footage is uh, Ian Cranston does this tackle on the uh, Oxford midfielder, and it's like a it's like a WrestleMania move if WrestleMania is so still remember, a thing. Was it Kevin Brock? I think he does, yeah. I think he wraps both of his legs around, <laughs> let's say Kevin Brock's waist, and Kevin Brock still runs about three or four feet <laughs> with a, a trailing Ian Cranston behind him. He was a big lad, Ian yeah. Cranston. Who was it? Newcastle that had Kelly LeBrock, Kelly Lee Brock playing for them. Didn't they have Kelly? And a Lee and a Brock. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, I think yes. So yeah, David Kelly, um, Rob Lee, and um, and then and Kevin Brock. I think yeah. he did go. Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with Kelly, Kelly Lee no, Brock, who was in who what was... film was she in that you used to watch? Kelly Re- Kelly Lee Brock was in Weird Science. Yeah, Woman in Red and Woman in Red. Yeah. Um, you got the number one for. I have. It's a great number one. Actually, it's George Michael, wasn't it? Different corner. It's a great song. Now I don't know about you. But when you see your goal scoring captain standing off the pitch next to the goal, it's kind of a, when a team takes that was a different corner. That was a different corner. So, yeah, and I apt, think that's what apt. George had actually um, I think been inspired on, yeah. on that. Yeah, he was at Ipswich that day and thought, "Yep, I've got some um, inspiration from that." Where are we off to next? Uh? So it's the twenty eighth of April two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. We're away at Ellen Road. Uh, Jim Jilton is in charge of town, and Dennis Wise. Oh, don't like him. Was in charge of Leeds. If there ever was a player in a club that had such a strong link of of dislike, it would be Dennis Wise in charge of Leeds. Yeah, one or thing I like Robbie about... Savage in charge of Norwich. One that thing like... I liked about this game, I used to like that all black kit. Yeah, all black with a little yeah. bit of red, little bit of red trim around yeah, it. Like that. Um, so early on, uh, Town had tested the the Leeds keeper Casper Ankergren, um, and. Leeds then scored the opening goal in the 12th minute. Uh, Cresswell. What's his first name? Aaron. Yeah, I was, it's, his, it's his dad, I think. Richie. R- R- Richard Cresswell. Richard. Oh, you know him as Richard. I know him as Richie. Yeah, no, so he's, I think it's yeah. Dick Cresswell. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a great 40-yard pass from Alan Thompson. He was a great player. Oh, yeah. He was. Um yeah. And David Healy then had this fantastic shot who obviously he was going to end up at town on loan you know, later in his career, just outside the area, and it was parried by Shane Supple. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, and Cresswell stuck it in, and that was uh, pitch invasion number one. So was this the game? Yes, it was. This was the game where ultimately, effectively, yeah. I'll we get ran... to that. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry to that. So sorry, then, um, yeah, the, you know. Were you at this one? I wasn't no. no, my friend went, and I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't. No, me neither. Because um, I thought it was it was like Millwall type yeah. nasty. Um, but you know, the, <clears> there's <throat> anxiety on the terraces, and, and particularly when Dean Windass scores for Hull, and they take the lead at Cardiff, which basically means that you know Leeds have got to get to, you've got to win this game. Yeah. Um, and then in the 88th minute, uh, Town have got a corner, and uh, comes across and Alan Lee. Well, you know, typical Alan Lee header from a Goal. corner. Bang, back of the net, um, and that 
starts a pitch invasion with only 45 seconds to, of the game left. So the teams have to run for safety and the game is held up for 30 minutes. Um, at this point, both sets of fans are singing yeah, you're the scum of Ellen Road to the fans that are on there because at this point, I think they've decided that it's the town supporters' fault that they're, that they're going to get relegated. So they start pelting them with all sorts of things. I want to say, did they not complete the game as such? Did they not? Well, they came back on. Right. Um, and uh, after 30 minutes, and they played one minute. Oh, they did. Okay. So it was game 45. We were 14th. <clears throat> we had 59 points. Yeah. Um, and Leeds were effectively relegated that day because they needed a nine-goal turnaround on the last day. Happen, so what it? happened was that I think they were quite sneaky and they took the 10-point administration, 10-point uh, deduction uh, that season. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky buggers, yeah. Um, so here's a question for you. Oh, yeah. Who was the manager before Dennis Wise and after Dennis Wise at Leeds? <laughs> Leeds? Are you serious? Yeah, they haven't <laughs> had many managers. <laughs> Oh, I've no idea. How would Wilkinson? No, I, I, no, I wouldn't. Leeds, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. One was a, a a manager that I always think of with Leeds, and the other one was a great Leeds player. There's a, there's a clues for you. Uh, a great Leeds player of of, of olden days. Yeah. Um, of a what of? He's a midfielder. He wasn't that old. Played for Liverpool and Scotland. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with mook delivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com blue monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport fan network and nordvpn giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. First name, Gary. Oh, was it? Gary, Gary, Gary McAllister. Gary McAllister, yeah. He was the manager after Dennis Wise. Wow. Um, and the manager before was... Kevin Blackwell. Oh, because I always think of Kevin Blackwell. Now, wow. um, but the funny thing was, Kevin Blackwell was sacked or whatever, mm-hmm. and then um, they appointed John Carver. Oh, yeah. He was caretaker for five matches. Yeah. Now, John Carver, I didn't realise until the other day, was 
Paul Mariner's assistant manager when Mariner was in charge at Plymouth. Hmm. Um, and obviously he had links with Bobby Robson as well, John oh, Carver. I always, thought he was, um, always thought he was Newcastle. For, yeah, John Carver um, was only in charge for five games and he left before um, Gary McAllister came in and David Geddes took charge of one game at Leeds. Wow. Didn't know that. No, I didn't. Yeah, I think he was a youth manager or yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like that. He got he got appointed. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to end this week wow. on a high. Pull up, pull up your your seats. Crowd round the wireless, and you know, <laughs> crack, <laughs> yeah, Dial it, yeah. Crack Tune open in. a bottle of pomade as we go back to the twenty fifth of April. Crack 19... open those Pringles. Yeah. Go on. Nineteen ninety two. Wow. We are at the Manor Ground. Oxford United, managed by Brian Horton, uh, a welcoming um, John Lyles Ipswich, who 30 years to the day had won pro- the Division One title. Oh, hell, yeah. So, you know, things like, for me... Symmetry. Was, yeah, symmetry. Um, and we needed a point for promotion that that day. Yeah, we did. We had <laughs> we'd stuttered somewhat, hadn't yeah. we? We'd, I must... <laughs> We'd sort of, we, I think we covered a couple of games. We'd, we sort of had a couple of really good wins, I think, at home. We'd beaten in quite narrow victories over Newcastle, I think Derby and the sort of run in. And then we'd, I think we'd, we'd started at home against Wolves and Grimsby. Yeah. We'd beaten Wolves, but didn't beat Wolves Grimsby. Wolves was a late, a late pen, Win, penalty, penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. Steve Whitton, wouldn't it? Yeah. But couldn't beat Grimsby at home, I seem to remember. I think we'd lost away at Bristol City. And things were getting a bit jittery. But fortunately, I think the teams below us just didn't, well, clearly didn't take. I keep wanting to say advantage. The Grimsby game uh, was the highest attendance that season. Wow, that was one of the last. It must have been beaten by the Brighton game. I, yeah, I, I want to say Grimsby probably was the last home game before Brighton. Would you say that? Might have been the game know. before this one. I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, That's, yeah. Anyway, um, seven minutes into the game, uh, so yeah. o- Oxford are fighting for their lives at, at the other end of the table. Mm. Um, Jim Jilton. Uh, has a shot outside the area in in front of the town fans, and it's it's a, it's a great goal. Mm. Um, and there was a huge travelling contingent. There was we were just packed on that terrace. In fact, there were fans in all in all stands. Um, yeah. But you know why I knew that we were going to get promoted that season? It's for reasons in this game where two minutes later, uh, Witten's got a free kick on the edge of the area. Um, he floats it over, and Gavin Johnson head heads it into the back of the net. And you're thinking. That's fine. You score. We'll we'll soon score with our next attack. We'll we'll score. Um, so it's one one. Um, second half, both teams have got uh, chances. Uh, Kwame in particular. Um, but it seemed like we were both teams suddenly thought, hang on, a draw for both of us, and, and this is quite good. Quite well. Particularly with at the time, I remember being on the on the terraces and whoever had a radio was listening to Radio Five Live or whatever, and uh, we realised that Leicester were. We're losing at, at Charlton, and I remember being on there, you know, Charlton, you know, Leicester are losing, and people were doing that. Um, Leicester finally went on to lose, um, and basically that meant that we we were promoted and as as champions. Yeah. And what I remember was football back in nineteen ninety two. They still had big big fences, and me and my mates are um, trying to get on the pitch. People are climbing over the top so of the. Why is it with you trying to get on the pitch? I know. It's because I'm probably the closest I'll ever be to to properly playing football on a pitch, I think. And I remember going through, and I was with my mate Justin, um, who then became my, my best man. But he he 
he turned up actually with a with, with a girl, um, which you know, fine. But um, she she liked the football as well. But he suddenly was, you know, he he wasn't one of the lads again. You know, he was there uh, with he was he one lost, of the lads with the girl. He lost and him. so we're all going towards this little gate that's opened, and he's obviously trying to help her, making sure you know because it was a bit of carnage in there. Yeah. So to help him, I held his hand, and I know as you do. And now, if you can imagine, like some sort of strange Superman film where there's a vortex where two people are holding hands, but you know they can't see each other. That was a bit like that. I was already on the pitch. I'm still holding his hand, and there are fans trying to stream through the the gate. And then suddenly he flies out <laughs> like a plug has cork. just shot out a cork out of a out of a oh, dam. Yeah. Flies flies out um, on the pitch, and then it opened up. All great celebrations. We were on there. I remember the police helicopter. We were celebrating with the players, and then John Lyle. I remember towards the end, came out and and stood in like the director's box. We were all kind of in in, in front of it, and um, basically told us all to politely go home, enjoy ourselves, you know, safe travel, and, and, no, and no trouble. No, no. That's I remember great, we were driving out of Oxford, and things were so crazy that I was sitting in the back of my mate's car. But out the window, I was sitting out the window. That's crazy. Yeah, going down the road. We were going about two miles an hour because the traffic was slow. Yeah. Um, and there were horns beeping. And really? you. I remember one guy said to me, and I don't know who he is, but he ran past and he kind of had that sort of fist, you know, like, like a fist, you know, but, you know, yeah, yeah. like that celebratory fist. And he went, I've waited six years for this, six years. Uh, and um, I thought, yeah, six years is a long time. Um, <laughs> little, little did I, little, little did I did know. You know. Um, so uh, Oxford were twenty first, but they twenty uh, second, but they actually stayed up in in twenty first. Now there's a couple of things I wanted to say. One was that most people uh, sadly doesn't use Twitter a lot now or at all. Jim Jilton, uh, his Twitter name is Jilton Seven, right? And most people thought that was to do with the, his number, but actually it was. It was to do with this game, and, and when he scored in the seventh minute, it was his. Highest moment, he said, as as a town fan. Now I've got something here. I've got I've got a little gift for you. So we're getting towards the end of the season, and, and trophies are being handed out and stuff. Uh, so in this bag, uh, this is this is for you to keep. Now you can thanks, you can take it, and you can um you can make a, oh, a, a an mention. Old, oh bless So here is the sure? green and from that day, twenty fifth of April, nineteen ninety two. Oh mate, I love this. Look at that. Oh thanks, that. Do you know what I'm re- and do you know what I immediately do? I go to the I go to the back pages. Just to let you know, Dave is flicking through the green in there. To yeah. see to see if I'm playing. Yeah. Look, look, I'll have a good look at that when I get home. Oh, that's lovely. I thanks that. I found it. That, I, I, I was around my mum uh, my mum and dad's about two or three weeks ago no, and they had loads. No Noel Edmonds. Yeah. It's called a winner for our <laughs> reserve. Darren no. Darren Edmonds, was it, I think? Oh. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I saw that, but it's, oh, it's a, there's Thank a good you. bit in there talking about the Suffolk and Ipswich Youth League, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And um, Tess Faye Bramble Tess gets Bramble. a mention. Yeah, the goal-scoring Bramble is is the headline. Oh, I love but, yeah, reading that. Love that that's green. fantastic. You've so got you can, many of them. Um, what, of that date? No, no, no you know. No. Um, no. <laughs> no. You got many old greenings. Yeah, I have. Yeah, oh, mate, um, I'll, I'll, I'll please sort them out. I'll, I'll, I'd love to yeah. look for them. But I went through and I went. Why well, have I got two of this one? I probably thought I'd save it for the children. Oh, and then I looked you, at mate. my two children today and I thought they're not going to be really interested in the greening. Dave, I know da- da- who Dave would... would want that. Thanks, mate. Oh, you star. Thanks for that. No, that's that's brilliant. Oh, great number one. Don't sell it on eBay, by no, the way. No, don't don't worry, mate. I won't. Yeah. I don't think I. No disrespect to you, Stan. Yeah. Was it? 
You don't have to pay me for it. No, 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 no. No, I was 32 pet. I probably but, wouldn't get a lot more than that. Do you, but do you remember, just going back to do you remember the halcyon days of the Greenham? Because, God, you know, yeah. some of the younger listeners, and I don't know whether yeah. we call younger on here yeah. less than 50, yeah. um, you know, but some of the younger listeners might not um, recall that we used to have our own football paper that used love to be that. out before six o'clock. God, I loved it. About six o'clock. Yeah. So when I was living at home on Chantry, we used to get it from up the top shops and... Um, one of my mates was a newspaper lad, so he used to do... So that was the day. So he'd do a round, normal round Saturday morning. Then he'd deliver the star. Yeah. Then after the deliver the star on Saturday, like, I don't know, Saturday, four o'clock sort of thing. He'd then go home and then go, go back to the paper shop to deliver, do his green and run. So, um, And then when he wasn't there, then when I remember getting married, I used to get my green and from... Um, there was a news agent near St. Augustine's. I lived up Ramsgate Drive, just on Felixstowe Road up there. Um, oh mate, couldn't wait for the green and always used to have the green and love it because then I used to play a lot of local football, so I used to look for your little report and oh, oh it's my, great for local football and oh, stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, if you got a goal, if yeah. you got a goal in the local matches, sort of your name would be in capitals and stuff. I used to love all that. Yeah, I've got a few green and I'll be picturing and stuff like that for old football, old teams and stuff like but that. One Brilliant. of the things love I always it. used to think about love it, it. was that you. Sometimes if you you go to the game and if you leave the game a bit uh, for whatever reason you left the game and you haven't heard the scores being read out, yeah. well you're not going to go home and turn on the TV and think oh let's have a look at what the scores were. Sometimes the first time that I knew what that afternoon scores were was when I got the the green oh, at, at six o'clock and oh, that, if you Lloyd's seen Avenue that, or whatever. Mate, if you hadn't seen final score or the teleprinter or yeah. whatever, yeah, you had no idea. Absolutely like, no idea. Dad, have you seen how Meadowbank Thistle have got on? They've won. <laughs> they've won five three. Well, I was going to say, how did they get on? Meadowbank Thistle that day actually had a um, Meadowbank Thistle. Oh, they won two one at Partick. Did they? Yeah, good win. And Meadowbank Thistle became Inverness Caledonian. Inverness Caledonian. Inverness Caledonian Celtic Thistle are atrocious. So there you go. Enjoy that. So twenty fifth of April. Well, nine, one thing. Birthday, I, hang on. Before you, oh, one thing on. I must say. Um, I ventured onto those were the the days and. It's, it's progress i'm not getting any abuse which is which is a good thing um and uh i asked them about the game and there were some great memories yeah. and most people had there were memories that there was, there was a guy in there called heath lander who was saying about they um hired a minibus and you know lots of people made a a real effort to get yeah. to oxford there yeah. um and one person said that one of the reasons they were really keen to go to oxford was because there was a big shark in a roof yeah and I'm, go, I'm thinking God. yeah i'm thinking come on those were the days. Think I'm a bit, you know, I don't venture on there that often. Here we are. We've got some guys just come down the last shower, so I, I googled it. But no, there is apparently there was some. I, I don't know. It's just a. What you have to look at there. There's a just put fish in roof Oxford. <laughs> That's what I did. And there's a picture of a, like a a huge shark what, sticking fa- out of someone's roof. What falling out of the sky? What, what? No, I think it's. Is it an installation? You know, like a oh, big art installation? Oh, I don't know. Okay. So let's move on. All right. Um, go on, give notable birthday. birthdays. On the 28th of April, uh, yeah. there's a guy called Len Fletcher. Oh, right, yeah. He was born in 1929. Now, Len, Len was a, a wing half. He yeah. was born in Hammersmith. Yeah. Uh, he scored no goals in 21 appearances. He was part of the Division Three uh, Division Three champions in 53, 54, 54 uh-huh. whatever. Um but one of the things I like about him was that if you've looked at some old photos of Ipswich, you've seen um, some of the players sitting in a bathtub and one of them's like smoking and stuff like that. Anyway, he's one of the players in that. Oh, Len, in the yeah. bathtub. Yeah, but he then went on to manage a bed and breakfast in Felixstowe or owned his own bed and breakfast. Yeah. 
But I remember one of my mates, um, uh, this is a strange story, his mum and dad split up. Now, when his mum and dad split up, so this must have been in the early 80s. Um, That didn't happen very often then. No, no. No, It was almost like a... You know, um, if you're at the butcher counter, any any, yeah. more, any of my mates yeah. getting no, and so that was a big thing. Anyway, and a few years later, I don't know how long later it was, um, his mum got remarried, and she married Len Fletcher. Ah, okay. And I didn't realise until one of my mates' dad said he, he used to play hey, for town. Hey, you know, he used to play for a town. Yeah, and, and he did. So you were interested. Len, Len Fletcher was born on the 28th of uh, uh, April. 1929. So he's got his... And I think he's... He's got his... He's still alive. He's got his 89th birthday coming up. There was a story on on the Ipswich Star about how he got run over... um, Sorry, not funny. He got run over by a mobility scooter in a supermarket. So, yeah, that's what came up as well. So two things after this show. Google, fish in the roof of (laughs) Oxford... You can't Google Len, Len Fletcher's mobility. <laughs> no, that's not, no, no. Sorry, no, that's no. Sorry, Len. No, 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 no. I'm not even that stat. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I'm, I'm who, gone. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Who I'm back. Got, I'm back again now. Who, who we got next? Oh, on oh. the 29th of. <laughs> 29th let's pull it together 29th of April yeah. Pim Balkerstein will be 31 oh Pim Balkerstein he's only 31 he's how old he is yeah god man oh. everything I see here now makes me laugh no I know um, he was born in Gouda which I thought was cheese yeah um, and he's that's a holy cheese that is yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 33 appearances no goals um, he came to Ipswich on trial in May 2008. Yeah. And what I remember is that Jim McGilton said what he liked about Pim mm-hmm. um, was not how he trained, but was the fact that he paid for himself to come over That's to train. right. I remember that. So I reckon yeah, that yeah. maybe got a few bonus Sh- points. Showed his um So team. then we then signed him from his parent club, Hiranveen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for £100,000. He had loads of loans. I think Brentford was a, one of them where Wimbledon. he... Maybe. Yeah, he went to yeah. Wimbledon. Yeah, he um, ended up being released in 2010 and joined Brentford on a free, and he ended up at Rochdale and um, AFC Wimbledon, mm-hmm. and now um, he's on LinkedIn, or as yeah. I said a few weeks ago, LinkedIn, um, as a business developer. Okay, yeah, for sure, and no, for sure, um, I. Also did a bit of digging on Pim, and also this is going back a, a sort of tenuous, well not so much a tenuous mm. link now potentially. He played sixty games for Venlo. Ah, oh, VVV Venlo, VVV Venlo, which yeah. is Morris Morris Stein. Yeah, and he's now so is he now playing part times? And now I when I did sort of Google him up, wiki him, wiki him up, um, it came out with De Treffers, who are apparently yeah. Dutch Dre- second Treffers, divi- yeah, Dutch second division side. Yeah, he's doing that with a. Bit of part-time business developing. Good old boy. Yep. Yeah, I always thought he was a good player. Tall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And our final birthday this week, and we're venturing into to May now, on the 1st of May, um, David Wright oh. is going to be 38. I uh, play for town between 2007 hey. and 10. Still, say, last proper right back we had. Last yeah. proper right, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Released by... Roy Keane. Roy Keane, yeah. He said he was too nice. Yeah. 
Not um, hard enough. Not nasty enough, I heard. And I, mean, I look back and I think, well, we, we had King Carlos. Carlos Edwards probably played there for a little bit. Richard Stearman. But I'll tell you, one of the best right, right backs we've had, apart from Spence, is um, uh, Chambers. Stop it with yourself. Stop Do you remember when, when Mick McCarthy spent about three seasons playing him at right back? Took him a long time to, to move well, him Yeah, into... that was the famous thing. That was the, famous. That was the thing. When, do you remember when, um, when we first used to do the pod, me and Ben, and it was the most unusual place you'd seen footballers? And it just came to me one night, I was just thinking this, so it came to me and said, yeah, Ben, um, yeah, yeah, I, I see um, the strangest thing I've seen. Um, a Luke Chambers and Ben said, "Yeah, yeah. Well, when have you seen him?" I said, "Playing right back at Portman Road every other week. <laughs> Brought a house down, mate. Oh, he had to be there. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, we signed uh, David Wright from two hundred thousand from Wigan, and he scored five goals in one hundred and twenty-eight appearances. But he scored a good goal against West Brom. Yeah, yeah, two 0 Yeah, lost. didn't he score? Didn't he score the goal that um, that won Keeney's first game?" Of that season, of that that long run against Derby. Oh yeah, the first first of, of October. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Um, he <clears> then went on to <throat> play for Palace, and then ended up in the Ipswich Town graveyard of uh, Colchester United. Um, then he was an assistant manager. He he went back to Colchester was assistant manager when Kevin Keane was the the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Keane was sacked. Kevin, this was. And so he took one game in caretaker charge of Colgu. Yeah. And now he's doing, dare we say, a very, very good job over the border as yeah, the under-18 manager for Norwich. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I didn't realise he was doing that. I must yeah. admit, I missed that. And that they've they've promoted some good youngsters and stuff in the past. So uh, begrudgingly, yeah. David, uh, we'll wish you a, a happy 38th birthday. And, and apologies to anybody of the Fletcher family. Oh, no, that's terrible. No, 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 that's, that's, that's <laughs> awful. No, that we do. We honestly, yeah. I'd, Google it, mate. Google I, I will, it. I will, yeah. Well, I'm more interested. I'm not interested in that. I'm more interested with a fish in the in the loft. To be yeah. fair, fish in roof. Oxford. Fish in roof. Yeah. Okay, and thank mate. you to the person in in on those of the days who mentioned it because I'd never ever seen it before. What the and hell? It, don't don't picture like a little fish. That's all I'm saying to you. It would be a little. What would a little yeah. fish? You wouldn't, wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't see it, would you? I don't mean like a. Is there a, a picture mackerel. of it? You can see a picture of it. Yeah. You you look at it. So it's like a shark fin type thing. Well. You're I don't want to ruin it, no. Yeah. All right. But you will laugh when you see it after you've read the story about the mobility scooter. I'm not even going to contemplate reading that. Um, just before we get... Um, sorry, just before we get started. Um, anything? Any, so that was David Wright. Um, anything else to add to David Wright? Anything else to say about David Wright? Oh, I don't know. I feel like there should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, oh, no, I thought you, he didn't sleep on some player's couch or something. You're not making any reference to that? or Nope, no? I'm not making no, any No, David reference. Wright was a, a, a good uh, good all-round player. One thing I do know about David Wright is that he didn't actually get hit by a mobility scooter. No, did he Did he have to get some work with him because he had a stray fish in his loft? Yeah, he lived actually, <laughs> he moved down to Langard Point um, <laughs> and one day a huge haddock. Do they get a haddock down at the port? God knows. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, dear. That's that. Where are Put we? Put yourself together now. Going, Just let people know that them. we're now rounding, rounding up the show, but Dave's trying to find his notes. Oh, yeah. Just to remind everyone, this is part of the Blue Monday Network of podcasts, so please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. A tweet as your memories, good or bad, at Blue Monday ITFC. 
Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you remember any of the events we spoke about, um, please, or have any suggestions, then please let us know on social media at Blue Monday ITFC, at David Diamond 3, at Chomp X3. Please don't forget to hit follow on there and please give us a like at facebook.com slash Blue Monday ITFC. Ben will be here with his Friday preview show. I'll be back on the flagship show with Ben on Monday, which will feature stats, stat of the week. And with any luck, we'll be back with more nostalgia this time next week. See you then, Stat. Thanks for listening. Cheers. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.